Hello, welcome to the Slow Jam Tapes R&B Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, a.k.a. Essential Vision. I'm also the host of the Hip Hop and Coffee Podcast, where we interview different artists and talk about classic uh, hip hop albums and works of the past and the present, uh, noteworthy classic albums. We're going to be doing the same thing here for the Slow Jam Tapes R&B Podcast. This is the first episode I launched this podcast uh, to give uh, R&B uh, a boost in another platform. It's also inspired by another podcast that I listen to called the Soulback Podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, check out the Soulback R&B Podcast where they look back on R&B artists and uh, years where R&B uh, ruled the charts and also uh, interview and look at uh, R&B songs and albums and artists of right now that's coming out right now so this is pretty much a podcast uh doing the same uh you know just giving flowers and roses to the r&b genre so going forward we're going to be reviewing r&b and soul albums of the past and ones of the present uh, that are shifting the culture and ones that have shifted the culture in the past uh, and that were noteworthy and some that were underrated, kind of like the, this first episode that we're going to do today. This first episode is going to be about Al B. Shore's uh, 1992 album, his third album called Sexy Versus. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to give in the future some historical context to some classic releases and also bring awareness to some hidden gems of the genre um, that might have been slept on. And like I said, the Sexy Versus uh, album by Al B. Shore, which we're going to review today, uh, was one of those uh, gems that uh, is not necessarily considered a classic. It's it's a underrated gem in the genre. Uh, most people, when they think of Al B. Shore and a classic album, they go into In Effect mode, uh, which came out in 1988, uh, had various hit singles, and you know helped springboard the uh, New Jack Swing. A subgenre of R&B, uh, right along with uh, Bobby Brown's uh, "Don't Be Cruel" album and Guy's uh, self-titled album around that time. So this episode is about his third album, which I consider just as good, if not at times better. It's called "Sexy Verses." It came out in 1992. It was released on Warner Brothers Records. Uh, and in 1992, and in the future, I'm going to be go- going back to several albums that was released around this time. Specifically this year, 1992 was a very uh, interesting year in the genre of R&B. It was the uh, end of the traditional R&B uh, genre as we knew it from the likes of like Luther Vandross and Anita Baker and Teddy Pendergrass uh patty labelle those those artists who ruled the airwaves and um ran the genre in the 1980s um so 1992 um the culture was shifting a little bit um uh hip-hop was becoming the bigger genre before r&b was the main uh genre in black music and around this time uh hip-hop was uh making that turn and and also in in hip-hop uh, they were getting into uh, more of the gangster rap. It was also the the genre of uh, not necessarily backpack rap, but the uh, Afrocentric uh, uh, hip hop 
that Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul uh, were uh, springboarding around this time. So, and also, you know, the the heavy soul samples of Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth. So, all, and then, you know, we can't forget about Dr. Dre's The Chronic. So, uh, those particular projects were helping to push hip hop forward. And R&B was in a strange place. Uh, a lot of the 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 hot R&B acts that were coming out on the scene, they had a little bit of a harder edge to them, uh, like Mary J. Blige and Joe C. So the, it was changing from your your you know girl next door R and B and the you know the good guy the gentleman R and B like it was it was changing so um, and not a lot of people adapted to to that change as far as the artist of the R and B genre some people did adapt and continued their careers but ninety two and I would say you know ninety one ninety three they were those were critical moments where you can tell that the genre was shifting in the culture. Um, so, yeah, 1992, uh, September the 22nd was the release date. So we're a little over uh, 28 years since this album came out. And I, I, I love this album. And I you know, went back and listened to it uh, several times over. Um, and I think it's just as I've, I've heard his project, In Effect Mode, it's a classic uh, his second album, Private Times and the Whole Nine, had a few good songs on it, but it didn't really follow uh, what In Effect Mode did as far as impact. Um, and you can also say the same thing about this album that we're going to be covering today, Sexy Verses. But I would argue that sonically, from front to back, it's his best album. So uh, we're going to just get into it. The album was uh, co-produced by Kyle West. Uh, a friend of I'll Be Shores who helped uh, produce uh, most, if not all, of his records from the beginning that he started with before joining Uptown Records with Andre Harrell. So Kyle West is is not a new uh, collaborator to I'll Be Sure at this point. He did pretty much all of the records on In Effect Mode and Private Times and the whole Nine album. Oh, and also, fun fact, uh, the second album, Private Times and the whole Nine, uh, I'll be sure it was uh, shot a pilot for a sitcom with Martin Lawrence back in 1990 uh, from, you know, the title of this album. But it never got picked up, I guess. And Martin went on to do his his self-titled sitcom, which, you know, took him off to the races. You know, classic sitcom. One of my favorite, maybe my favorite sitcom. But anyways, by 1992, I'll be sure uh, he released this album, and um, th so there's some interesting things about this album that I want to get into. Uh, first off, the first single is actually the very first track on the album that you hear. It's called Right Now. It's a slow jam uh, record. Uh, one of his, his better slow songs in his catalog. It's basically a bedroom record, you know, a love record, something that'll get the mood going, you know, with your lady, you know, candles lit, uh, you know, after, you know, a date night, you know, you know, just a very feel good record. It's a very sexy record and it sets the mood off right for the f album. And also um, 
I believe in the video, his his girlfriend or at the time, uh, Kim Porter, uh, I, I believe she's the uh, woman in the video, but I'm not quite sure. But uh, yeah, right now is a very if you want to get the mood right. Right now is the song to listen to. It's, it's a dope record uh, and a very slow record, um, which, you know, my, a lot of my favorite albums I do like. They don't really have uh, a slow record to start off uh, the album. Usually it's an up-tempo or mid-tempo track, and then it gets into the slow records later on. But this particular album, it gets right into the slower record, uh, which is right now, which is fine. I love right now. It does set the mood right uh, for the album. The second track is called You and I, and it's another slow jam record. Uh, and it is reminiscent of the record which was also out at the time forever my lady by jodeci uh the interesting thing about forever my lady is uh it's a classic song but i'll be sure actually wrote the record so it's kind of a uh not a coincidence that it would have a similar sound i'll be sure wrote it uh dedicating the song to his uh pregnant girlfriend at the time kim porter who you know, gave birth to his son, Quincy, who's a, a upcoming star in his own right, uh, you know, and uh, the R&B genre. So hopefully he does well in uh, what he does musically, um, just like his father did. But yeah, this song sounds exactly uh, similar to Forever My Lady. It's another slow jam record. Um, and yeah, I, I love this record, too. Uh, you and I, another bedroom record, another sexy record uh, for your lady that you 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 want to play or your man or whatever. So you wanna you wanna set the mood right. You don't you know if you don't like right now, you'll like you and I. You and I is a good record too. They don't sound the same either. They're both slow records, and they they're both sexy records, but uh, they have a good sound to them. The third track is called Playing Games, and it's another slow tempo. Uh, song, but this is a breakup record, so it's not to really get the mood right. It doesn't have the the same love theme. It's more of a you know you're with you, you know who your significant other, and they're playing games, and you're tired of the relationship. Uh, what's interesting about this song is that Devonte Swing co-wrote this of Jodeci, and I would have thought Devonte Swing would have helped co-write you and I because that sounds like the song that him and his group uh, Jodeci had forever, my lady. But he actually co-wrote. Uh, playing games. Um, the only thing I would say about playing games, and it's not so much a criticism of the song itself, is that when you hear the album and you want to play an album front to back like I do, uh, I don't really like the same tempo songs back to back to back. So the third song is a, is a slow tempo record and three slow tempo records, it gets kind of uh, dreary from from that end. Like you get kind of a board uh, um, with the theme. The only thing that changes is the, the subject matter in that it's more of a breakup record. Now, the song, as far as structure, is is good, and there's no issue with the song itself. It's just that the tempo is is just getting slow, and if, you, if it's your first time hearing the album, you would think that, okay, that the the album is pretty much going to be a bunch of slow songs, which is far from the truth, actually. But playing games, another uh, record, um, 
if, if there's any record on here that I probably would skip, it probably would be playing games. But um, also, then again, I probably would appreciate the record if it was sequenced a little differently and it was placed more on the back end of the album. Um, but yeah, okay record. Um, it's just the third slow slow record on the uh, album in a row, and we're only three tracks in. The fourth track is another slow record. Um, this was actually the second single off of the album. And I believe the woman on in the video is actress Leela Rashan, who was in the movie Waiting to Exhale and Why Do Fools Fall in Love, etc. But um, yeah, the, the song is called Natalie. Um, and it starts off with an interlude where Al spontaneously comes back home uh, to his lady while she's uh, taking a bath. And he says he, he came back because he wanted to see that birthmark again. And he starts washing her back. So it's very romantic. And, you know, it, it sets the mood, right? It's another love song. The song is called Natalie because it's inspired by Holly Berry uh, and her character in the movie Strictly Business. Her character name was Natalie. Uh, if anybody remembers that movie uh, Strictly Business, uh, that's what this song is based off of. I'm not sure if the song was on the soundtrack, but it probably was. But... Uh, yeah, Strictly Business was a a good movie that came out back in 1991 about a, a male clerk and an executive. And the, the male clerk wants to, you know, rank up his position and the executive uh, lets the male clerk know that he'll, you know, give him a promotion. But he has to help him get the girl of his dreams, which is uh, Natalie, who he meets at a club. And, you know, the movie, very interesting movie. It's a, it's a uh comedy piece but it's like a romantic comedy too so uh, one of Holly Berry's better movies that I like from early in her career kind of along the lines of uh, Boomerang but uh yeah I actually uh I like Natalie it's a it's a, a good record but again it's the fourth track and it's the same tempo that uh the previous three records are so very slow song but it's a romantic song it's a it's an okay song the fifth song is called Oh For You Girl. Uh, now, this is the up-tempo club track. And this one is a, is a refreshing change of pace compared to the previous four records. Um, and if you think um, you're familiar with the, the sample on the song, uh, you're probably on the money. It, it is a, a, a sped-up version of Off On Your Own Girl, which is by Al B. Shore himself, one of my favorite records off of his debut album in effect mode so i like oh for you girl it's it's a record where you know he's he's talking about a, a girl and he's um you know basically you know trying to you know trying to get with a trying to get with his a lady or he's got a lady in his sights and he's trying to get with her um the interesting part about the song is it's a fast uh, club track and then in the end you got two 16 bar verses from grand pooba grand nubian of Brand Nubian and Chub Rock. So um, they add an interesting twist to the song. Um, and also, uh, it's, you know, good to hear, like, a, a, extra, a, a special feature on the album. So, uh, yeah, I like the song. I, I really like the song. It's, uh, like I said, a faster version of Off On Your Own Girl. And um, that's not a bad thing. 
I like off on your own girl, but this one is a, a more updated version. Um, so yeah, really good song. Sixth song on the album is called Kicking the Head. And uh, this is a good record too. Uh, when it starts off, it feels like a um, a sample of Shaka Khan's Ain't Nobody in the beginning, but then um, the drums hit and uh, the drums, the, the, the drum pattern sounds like Impeach the President uh, by the Funky Drummers. Um, so when that kicks in, it gives you more of that hip hop feel. So it's another up tempo track. Rakim, he does a, a Hot 16 verse. Uh, on the uh, third verse of the album. Um, so, yeah, you know, very rarely did Rakim do features back uh, in these days. Um, I know he did a feature for Jody Watley. It was actually the first uh, R&B uh, hip-hop song where a, a rapper did a feature for an R&B artist. Rakim is the first one to do that. He did it for Jody Watley back in 1989. So he does it for Rock, uh, for I'll Be Sure Here. Now this Rakim is uh, the Rakim era where he did Don't Sweat the Technique with Eric B. So this is their last album that they did back in 1992. So the same year he did this verse. So this was the end of that Eric B. Rakim era and you can you can tell when you hear the verse, uh, but Rakim, you know, it's refreshing always to hear the God MC. The seventh uh, track is called "Turn You Out," and uh, this is co-produced by Devonte Swing too. Um, the surprising part about this is it has a boom bap hip hop sound, similar to a lot of the boom bap uh, hip hop records of 1992. But, you know, I'll be sure is singing on the the, the record. Now, if, if you notice the pattern, the now we're getting into the, the up tempo records. So the first four records were slow tempo songs. But into the, you know, seven tracks, the the next three would be uh, more fast paced. So um, it was pretty much sequenced. In a way, whereas you get um, a group of slow songs and then fast songs. Um, and I found that very interesting. I felt like the album maybe have been would have been received better if um, it was mixed up as far as the sequence. And you pretty much my biggest uh, uh, take on this album is that it could have been sequenced better. There's no issue with the songs. I think the songs are are very great but a few songs here and there that could have been sequenced out or in another place and you know seven tracks in pretty much most of the songs i would say six of the seven songs you know other than playing games i do like but it, you know it uh, the variety um and the sequencing uh could have i'm you can tell as you listen to it it could be a little bit better but uh, the song itself, Turn You Out, uh, like I said, co-produced by Devontae Swing of Jodeci. So you can tell that Devontae is getting his feet wet uh, doing these records uh, with I'll Be Sure because he would pretty much be the the main producer for the Jodeci records uh, going forward. Track number eight, See the Lady. Uh, this is the fastest record on the album. So as the fastest BPMs, um, if you're counting BPMs, but um, it's a good um, song, definitely for the clubs. 
Uh, Chubb Rock comes in for another verse. You know, he was in the song um, uh, Old For You Girl with Grand Poobah. So he's back for this one, which I thought was interesting. Um, I like I like See The Lady. See The Lady is a great uh, record. Uh, the number nine song is called Thanks For A Great Time Last Night. So uh, when the record starts off, uh, Al brings the same uh, lady in, assuming it's the same lady from the uh, Natalie record, and they start getting busy, you know, after uh, going out. So when the beat starts, uh, the interesting thing is it sounds like Michael Jackson's I Can't Help It from uh, the 1979 album Off the Wall at first, but then it goes into a familiar upbeat sound for that time period in 1992. Um, so Thanks for a Great Time is a, is a you know feel-good record, a faster record once again. So pretty much right now into track nine, we got uh, four uh, slow records to start us off, and then the next five will be very fast records. But now number 10, uh, the song called I Don't Wanna Cry, a very mid-tempo, um, um, with a hard kick on the uh, production tip. Um, this is probably the most um, middle-of-the-road record um, compared to the faster and slower records on the album. Um, so I Don't Want to Cry. It's pretty much a, a breakup record, um, which is a um, okay record. Now this, I feel like, could have been placed in at number uh, six or seven to, to bring the mood, you know, uh, down a little bit before you know hyping you back up but um that's pretty much it the, the record's okay uh number 11 track is called die for you and that's a duet with an unknown lady by the name of brian lathrop i'm not really familiar with uh, who she is um but it's one of the better duets in in albie shore's catalog um she she kind of reminds me of you know, and as far as her sound, the um, the lady from the group Cut Close, um, that sang with Keith Sweat on uh, the song Nobody back in uh, 1996 and uh, Keith Sweat's uh, self-titled album. But they're not the same people. But it's a, it's a good song. I, I like Die For You, um, another love song. Number 12 is I'll Never Hurt You Again, another slow jam record. The title speaks for itself as, as far as what it's about. Um, so it pretty much, you know, I consider that the last record on the album, but it doesn't end there. It ends with the track number 13 called Papes in the End. I like that this record. I like uh, Papes in the End, but it reminds you of BBD's Poison. And there's no singing on the verses uh, by I'll Be Sure or anybody. It's just rapping because, you know, Technically, I'll be sure started as a rapper before he was a singer, and then he taught himself how to sing right before his debut album came out, and the rest was history. But Papes in the End is is him rapping. Um, the the thing is, the record sounds like nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, uh, as far as the track. the The thing is, by nineteen ninety two, the the record sounds dated. Um, so if it would have came out, you know, in or the Private Times album, it probably would have fit better because this particular production was uh, what was popping at the time in 1990. But in 1992, it was a little dated. So but I actually like it. Um, I like that, you know, that whole sound from that era um, of like 90, 91, 92. That pretty much wraps up the album. I decided to 
to review this album because I feel like uh, it's a good record, but it, it's very hidden and slept on as far as I'll be sure. Most people think in effect mode, but no, he, he has some records on Private Times and the whole nine and definitely this Sexy Versus album. So if you with your lady or whatnot and, you know, you want that bedroom music, play some, some of these records off Sexy Versus, uh, especially those slow records. You got a good five uh, slow jam records that will get the mood going. And if you're trying to get hype and want to relive that those moments, those club moments and those fun moments from the early 90s, there's about five or six up-tempo records that will get you going, you know, um, and, you know, I'll be sure, you know, he does uh, radio now and he's been a guest on a f quite a few podcasts and stuff like that, like that. And he's, you know, wrote a ton of great records for Jodeci and, and Faith Evans. So it's pretty much giving him his his flowers as far as, you know, the work he did for this uh, particular uh, album. It was a mo modest uh, hit at the time, um, but um, definitely, you know, go back and look, listen to it on streaming platforms and Amazon because it's a really, really dope record. So this is the first episode of the Slow Jam Tapes podcast. I'm the host, uh, Justin, a.k.a. Essential Vision. We're going to be going into more releases uh, and putting in some context and talking about the surroundings of releases in the near future um, You know, on a week-to-week -week basis. And we'll try to, you know, align the release dates on with the anniversaries of the episode. So this one was released, you know, a, a week ago was the 28th anniversary. So this is, um, you know, um, along the time of, you know, of when we're going to be doing like the episode. So if an album was released at a certain time, we're going to try to you know, coincide the podcast episode with it. We'll try. And hopefully some good R&B albums come out uh, before the year ends and the next few weeks, uh, et cetera, et cetera, because if they shake the game up, then we got to cover those albums too. This, once again, is to give love to R&B music and to R&B fans. Uh, you can hit me up at Instagram, at Essential Vision, I'm Justin, a.k.a. Essential Vision. It's the Slow Jam R&B podcast, the Slow Jam Tapes. Peace.